1: T O L K I E N, and Instagram
2: at Tipples and Tolkien.
0: So cozy up,
2: pour yourself a drink,
0: and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Action
2: stations, action stations, set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations, action stations, set condition one throughout the ship. Not a drill.
0: The silence were created by man.
2: They rebelled. They evolved. They look and feel human.
0: Some are programmed to think they are human.
2: There are many copies. There are copies. many copies. And they have a plan.
1: Action stations, action stations, SEC Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to SEC Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. I'm your host, SC1 Actual, Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is my exo, Kitsy.
2: Hey, that's me. That's, that's who you. I am. Yes, welcome.
1: Uh, and of course, the illustrious and esteemed president of the 12 colonies, ooh, ooh. Andrea.
0: Hello, I liked that. That was good. Thank you. She gets I a feel illustrious today.
1: She doesn't fuck with me as much. So,
2: <laughs> so that's fair, but um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this the other day. Caleb, you are SC1 actual of the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am the XO of the podcast. So mm-hmm. shouldn't Andrea be president of the podcast? She is technically also president of the podcast. That was established.
0: Okay. Okay. The um, podcast is in.
2: Is part of the 12 you, colonies. So oh, technically, yes. yeah. Okay. All right. Stop
0: trying to take power away from me.
2: Like, can we? I'm, not, I'm not trying to take power away from you. I'm, what I'm trying to do is make sure we don't take power away from Laura Roslin. I would never. That's fair. We can
0: share. Not, we can share.
1: Not without free and fair elections. That, correct. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Actually, after you referred to yourself as president of the podcast in Slack uh, a couple weeks ago, I almost uh, just took that and ran with it and started introducing you as that. <laughs> uh, but I forgot last week, and then I'm like, oh, I... I feel like I've missed my shot. And then (laughs) Kitsy called it out today. So I feel like now now maybe it has to be a thing.
0: It's never too late.
2: Yeah. It's never too late to do the thing that it's too late to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I've always said. I mean, we could start this intro over again. But, I mean, we've never done that before. So, like, why start now? No. No. (laughs) It's not canon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... Welcome. If you're just joining us with this episode, then uh, I'll say it again, as I say every week. Uh, maybe go back to the beginning. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you know, you, you'll be a little bit more caught up to speed if you, if you start at the beginning. Uh, but if you still insist on, uh, uh, on joining us right here and now... We're in for the ride. Let's do it. Uh, and if you're uh, a recurring listener, we appreciate you. And uh, if you haven't yet, uh, give us a quick subscribe to make sure that you get a notification every week when there's a new episode. And all of that out of the way, previously on Battlestar Galactica. So we have a, a trippy dream sequence with the president and uh, some, some woods and a Cylon. A Cylon who's, uh, who's caught in the fleet and has to be questioned. Uh, and we have uh, Starbuck having her uh, herself tested. And we have Hilo and Sharon with a budding romance.
2: And an entire four minutes of screen time. And an entire four
1: <laughs> minutes of screen time. That made me See I be how I did this time I recapped the entire episode in like 15 seconds
2: <laughs> to make it more <laughs> difficult for you to interrupt. <laughs> I noticed. I was. I was actually going to comment on that, but I didn't want to interrupt you because you were. You looked so happy, <laughs> and I just have, didn't want to take that away from you.
0: <laughs> just two moments of peace. <laughs> you looked happy, but also apprehensive. Like yes. you were waiting. Just, it's, you just. Like,
2: you knew it was coming any second, and I was like, I was like you know what? He needs I this. Just get through this. Yeah. I
0: can get through this. I can do it. I did it.
1: <laughs> Honestly, if we get through the introductions, I'm happy.
2: Anything after that, <laughs> That's I figure. It's kind of like whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Although you did forget one important thing from your recap. To be fair, I did cut you off, but... To be fair. No, please, go on. You have the floor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we can't forget that uh, Dr. Baltar does his first test of the oh, Cylon shit, detector. Oh, yeah. uh, Yes, yes. On so... who we know as a true Cylon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Uh... The mystery is both revealed and thickens. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, since that's kind of a, a side plot and not like really sitting chronological anywhere, let's start
2: there. Yeah. Uh, and we did almost cover like 50% of it already. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Sharon.
1: Uh, is still going through this uh, this identity crisis, and you know she has a, another interaction with the chief about the, the the raider, and she asks, you know, did that advice I give you about treating it more like an animal did that pay off? He's like, yeah, actually, we've pretty much gotten the whole thing working now, and like that was that was really smart. Like, how'd you come up with that? She's like, I'm a Cylon. He's like, don't don't joke about that. Like, that's not funny. And she's like, you know, well, like if you knew definitively. If I was or wasn't, like, would that change anything? And uh, I, think the, I think the chief has made up his mind, and it wouldn't.
0: Yeah, and the way she says that, she, it, she's not actually confessing that she's a Cylon, right? But she's definitely trying on mm-hmm. what it would sound like if she were to. Um, and boy, does he it's dismiss it sort of out of hand, but also, yeah, I don't know. So I wasn't quite sure how to read him there.
2: So you might say it's a Cylon try-on?
0: I guess you might. I thought about it. Yeah, I think you might. You might say it's a Cylon try- just, try-on. Just
1: try-on it up. <laughs> there it is.
2: You don't, don't let me beat me to your portmanteaus. Please, <laughs> Please don't unsubscribe from this podcast.
0: Don't say Cylon so long. No.
2: We, <laughs> I promise we'll get better at this eventually. Maybe. Eventually, no, no, uh, we won't. This is this this is pretty much it. This is what you get. This
1: this is peak level content right here. I
0: feel great uh, about it. Yeah,
1: I have no regrets. No, or regrets. Um, <laughs> and so, like we we've seen for several episodes now, the the cracks starting to show in Sharon's uh, facade, of, and you know her starting to question, uh, uh, like these things that are that seem to be happening without her knowledge, uh, and, you know, could she actually be a Cylon? Uh, and there's been little subtle hints that maybe she knows, but also I think plenty of evidence that she really doesn't yet, but suspects, um, and so finally, like, it, it weighs on her so much that she goes to Dr. Baltar and says, like, I hear you're developing a silent detector. He's like, Bad, "Yeah, I mean, that's like my work here is uh, is totally of a classified nature. And if I mean, even if that were the case, uh, I mean, clearly, I mean, I couldn't talk about it and it's not ready.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> just so bumbling.
2: Just, once again, he Baltars his way through that.
0: It he Baltar's his way through life. There's no. That's funny. I I know. Usually we do this at the end, but I've I haven't thought of Baltar as a possible Cylon. I don't think. I don't think I, I have um, that I can remember. But he's just so. He's just so inept. <laughs> like, he, and not that like, Cylons are inept, but he's just so bad at being a person. Well,
2: well, I mean, <laughs> in the in the intro sequence, they it does say the Cylons have a plan and Baltar clearly does not. <laughs> he's so. got no plan. <laughs> so it's I think like, you're right on there, Andrea. I don't I don't <laughs> think uh I don't think he's he's clever or uh no. Or uh you know, what cunning enough to be a Cylon. If yeah, the
1: Cylons needed someone who was so like his cover was so good that you would never possibly <laughs> suspect him because he's so inept at, at what he does. And, like, Baltar's your guy.
0: He comes like, back around on, on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but uh, the um, the six inside Baltar's head is encouraging him, like, find out why she wants to know. Like, why is she so interested? Because uh, if, if we're assuming that this six is actually... And Cylon six, then she would probably know that Sharon is a Cylon. And, and like, you know, Trisha Helfer's face uh, implies that she's like, "This is going to be good." Let's hear what she has to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I think she uh, basically is just like, you know, I, you can't tell me I'm not a Cylon enough times. So let's do this. And he's like, ah, you know, it's not ready, but I do need. He says, beta tester. He,
0: yes. I, he does say Whenever beta tester.
1: He, say, he says beta tester, and I'm like, beta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not like a, a British English v. Like I've literally never heard anybody say beta. I don't think. Nope.
2: Nobody else in the world says beta. Well, this might be one of those things where it's just a little different in Battlestar Galactica. Maybe. <laughs> You know, have you noticed that there's just like a few things that are just a little right. different, and this is just one of them.
0: Frack beta, and they're the only two.
2: Or, uh, or the other um, explanation is that uh, James has never heard that word before and has no idea how to pronounce it, <laughs> and everyone on set was just too embarrassed for him to to correct him.
0: Oh, which,
1: if that's the case, then I'm going to walk back my ridicule because there's a yeah. saying like, "Never make some fun of someone for." Uh, i mispronouncing a word. It's because they they've only ever, they ever read, read it. it. it.
0: Yeah. yeah, let's in all share case... one. Does everybody have one? I thought it was preface, preface forever for the longest time.
1: Oh God, I know that I have. But, I'm sure oh, I have many. Uh, <laughs> the problem I, is I probably uh, have some I don't know I have is the thing. <laughs> That's my fear. Asylum was azylum in oh, my yeah. like preteen
0: brain. Azylum, yeah, I could see that.
2: I, uh, a, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't think of one and it's not because I don't have them. Cause I absolutely do. I just, none of them are coming to mind right now, but I do want to share uh, a story. My mom told me once about an exchange student that she taught who okay. uh, the, 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 the kind of the, the punchline of it was just like, you mean to tell me that Kansas is pronounced Kansas, but Arkansas is not pronounced Arkansas? <laughs> yep. That's a valid question, right? I never even thought of that and then I heard that and I was like yeah, you know you're right actually
1: I uh, as a as a young man proposed the uh, the idea that it must have come from some sort of offshoot of like this is our Kansas
2: <laughs> uh, and and then just like uh, you know with an accent wrestler yeah,
1: uh, over time it it, it evolved and I remember looking it up at the time, or it's like somebody confirming for me that I wasn't that far off, but I don't remember the the exact details. So if we've got any Arkansas listeners out there, uh, let us know if you know the origin of your state's name. We would love call to hear in. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Colin. Uh, we'll be taking color number three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other day while we're doing this, criteria, bacteria are almost the same word, right? But one criterion one bacterium it should be oh am i wrong
1: no no you're right and i'm I'm thinking like isn't that a a case of like the root
0: being like latin versus greek or something like that because it must be one of those things but those two words are just so close it's usually there's i don't know yeah i didn't bother to look it up
1: there's another fairly famous like plural or singular mix-up like that, that uh, people often do. And I saw uh, an explanation once that that was because uh, one, like, you're, you're accustomed to, like, one or the other of a, a Latin or Greek root. So I bet
2: that that's it.
0: Probably. That's as much answer as I need. It sounds right to me.
2: This has been Andrea's Linguistics Corner. <laughs>
0: I, think, I think Caleb opened the corner.
2: He did, but you're the one with the words degree, so I feel like (laughs) it has to be your corner. Fair.
0: I'll allow it.
1: Um, So Baltar explains this test as being a very simple results. You know, he runs the the DNA analysis or whatever he's doing, and the screen either lights up in green if you're human or red if you're Cylon. It's
0: a very sophisticated machine.
1: (laughs) Very sophisticated. My favorite part is this about, like... Forty-eight lights on the the screen that all light up the same color. So, like that, that implies that there's room for variation. That you could be like part Cylon. <laughs> like you could be like one sixteenth Cylon okay. on your dad's side. You know, you are twelve point four percent
2: Cylon. <laughs> Although I was kind of... from from
1: the northern Cylon region,
2: <laughs> I will say if uh, if if six uh, does get her way with uh, with Baltar and they make a baby, then there would be the possibility for that. So. Can-
1: can you imagine the 23 and me results in a Bell Star Galactic <laughs> universe? You're, uh, you know, 12% Sagittarion, 48% Toronto. Uh 3% other primarily from the uh, the, the southern Cylon colonies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Earth? Hold on now.
1: You could be you could be yeah, you could have you could have Earth DNA. I don't even know what that would look like. Um, probably a yes. lot like ours. Oh. So look a lot like silence, then. because we look like the silence now.
2: No, no, they look like us. Oh, that's right. We came first. <laughs> that's, did <Were> we? <laughs> we?
1: We created them. Silence did were we? created by man. Yeah, it's in the opener.
0: It's true. Oh right, right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I canned. read it. I read it on the screen, so it has to be true. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Baltar runs the test on Sharon and. Uh, you know, to us, she is in fact a Cylon, and so the screen lights up bright red.
2: And it's at that uh, moment <laughs> that he realizes he has not thought this through. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> And I love the sixes like egging him on, like, okay, think about what she's going to do when you tell her. Will she be grateful or will she rip your head off <laughs> in order to avoid being uh, exposed? And of course, yep. Baltar Media is
2: like, Duh! like slamming on the keyboard, like, everything is fine.
1: Oh, look at that. Oh, like, uh, uh, it's green. Which, it's as a so learned,
2: uh, you know, I'm starting to think that every time we see him use a computer, um, specifically in the episode where. Uh, uh, I think that was last week with Shelly Godfrey. Mm. Was, that, was that two mm-hmm. weeks ago? I can't remember. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's trying to delete the picture. And he's just kind of pounding on the keyboard aimlessly, and <laughs> he's doing it again here. So I think maybe that's just how he thinks Computers you're supposed work? to use a computer, or maybe that's how you use a computer in Battlestar Galactica. That's I don't possible. know, but that's kind of like his go-to is just like, <laughs> 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 click, clack, click, click, click. <laughs> If I just hit enough random keys, maybe something good will happen. He's like a dog trying to check email. I mean, if we're being honest, that's how I get through most days at work. <laughs> Me too. Fair. <laughs> just trying to push the right combination of buttons to get the lights mm-hmm. on the screen to line up in the right order with the right color. Yep. Make him show He doesn't green. get that
0: far, though. He just, yeah, he just has to lie. It's so, so bright. <laughs>
2: He manages to, to
1: turn all the uh, the lights green, and he's like, oh, look at this, a, a very, very bright green, very, very much human, like, nope, 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 no silence here. Uh, and and again, very green, very bright, very, very green. Very bright, very bright green. Uh, very much ball-tarring tar, ball his way through this interaction. And, of course, he hesitated at first because it was red, and Sharon's like, uh, what's, what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. And he finally tells her, she's like, oh, great, I like, you had me worried for a second. he's like, nope, nothing to worry about. <laughs>
2: Well, I love too that that uh, he, he's she's like, oh, what's t-, you know, like everything wrong. He's like, oh, I'm just interpolating the results, and she, she's like, I thought it was just red or green. He's like, well, it's a little more complicated than that, <laughs> and it's green. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Baltar of things. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, mm-hmm.
0: I love it's, him.
2: It's, I I wouldn't be surprised if the fact that there are like a matrix of several several different dots that that light up are really just him trying to make it look more impressive and complicated than it actually is. Like, I could see him awesome. doing that.
1: The reason it's taken him so long to uh, build the Cylon Detector is he spent all that time on the, the front end and hasn't done any of the, like, actual testing in the background.
2: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't have an app. He just has a website. He spent weeks on the spacing <laughs> between those dots. <laughs> You know, A B testing with uh, focus groups and stuff. Guys
1: is actually like his doctorate is actually in UX design. <laughs> that would explain so much.
0: <laughs> IT jokes for some people.
1: So now that uh, Guys has been let, on, let in on the secret that we know, uh, clearly he's going to act on that immediately and notify someone, right? No,
2: of course not. Why would he do that?
1: Why, why would he not, you know, why, why would he bother to reach out to the commander or the, the XO or even Gaeta and say, like, hey, I think it works and, like, maybe check on your lieutenant over here. No, he didn't do I that.
0: He's just has made a bad, like, has he made the right choice yet once? No. And the answer <laughs> is life, no. Yeah, ever. right, exactly. But also, I do love him. It's... <laughs> I guess the heart wants what it wants, but, like...
2: <laughs> I, he's but a very he's, lovable buffoon. He's, but absolutely.
0: he is a genius, right? We've talked about this. I have no proof of that other than that the show has told me he is. They tell is the us he's thing. a genius.
2: Well, so I think this is, like, the classic case of, of s- someone just failing upwards due to their privilege <laughs> and their, you know, the fact that they they can bullshit their way through something, like... I mean, but obviously, but he did, but let's, let's be honest. He did build a silent detector. So like he obviously understands the science behind things. It's so, but he's also kind of inept. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, he's got a a very specific, yeah. He's got a very specific focused knowledge and then it's just bad at everything else.
0: Yeah. I get that. That's, that's, I think that's a good way to look at him. Yeah.
2: Like in
1: some ways reminds me of, uh, one of the most impressive uh, math teachers I ever had, who was an absolute genius in her field, uh, just, like, had a, a brain that I will never comprehend, uh, but God forbid that you, like, interrupt her train of thought. and Like, might as well, like, call it a day. Like, she's done. Like, if, if she's in the middle of her third chalkboard rotation, because she would go all the way around the room multiple times with a single Jesus. equation. Uh yeah, your boy made the mistake of taking calculus. <laughs> no, that. that explains uh, so much about you. Yeah, it broke me. Um, <laughs> it really did. It did a number on me. Um, but like, if you like had to stop and like ask her to like go back and explain something or like clarify anything or even just slow down, like game over. She had to start yeah. it, start again. <laughs>
0: oh no, I but, I understand that, but.
1: Just an absolutely brilliant person, but, like, I I often wondered how she made it to work every morning.
0: (laughs) Winging a a prayer.
1: (laughs) And that's how I I picture Gaius. Like, he's Mm -hmm. a brilliant person, but, like,
2: can't get out of his own way ever. No, 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 not at all. Like... He's he's the kind of person that would have Velcro shoes because he doesn't actually know how to tie his own mm-hmm, shoes because mm-hmm. his brain is just so full of science.
1: Mm-hmm. But he'd play it off that like they're the
2: hippest new
1: uh, thing, and it's uh, <laughs> well, it's a time or, saver. Or yeah, or it's like it's the like you know it saves me from you know decision fatigue. I just I just put on my <laughs> I don't have to decide it, which which direction to tie
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to choose which knot to tie today. It's uh, starting to sound not like the worst <laughs> idea.
1: I mean, let's be real. Like I, I have a pair of slip-ons that are, that are ugly, but I wear them most of the time because like they don't even require the effort of Velcro. Uh, I absolutely would choose Velcro over having to tie my laces
2: any day. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Unashamedly. You know, now that you've mentioned it, yeah, Velcro would be a superior option. Why don't we see that more on shoes? I don't know. I really don't. You only see it on like kids' shoes and Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, it's. It's the big shoelace industry. Mm. Oh Yeah, there it is. Big string.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are the things called? This is one of those dumb trivia questions. What are they Caleb called? Knows the, this. What oh, are they, The fuck. plastic things at the end of the shoelaces called? I do know this, and I can't remember it. Yeah. Come on, yeah,
2: and that Phineas and Ferb song it's you love so much. It's in my brain
0: too. They spell yeah. the word in the song is the hook. I know, I know, and I. They're I called. Aglet. Aglet. That's yes. right. They're Aglets. Yes. It's Big it's Aglet. Big, it's Big Aglet. Big <laughs>
2: Aglet. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Big <laughs> Aglet.
0: I kept wanting to say Gromit, and I knew that wasn't it, but I was close.
2: That's Well, that's what the Aglet goes through. It goes through Gromit.
0: Mm. Oh, my God. That's true.
2: Who hangs out with Wallace primarily. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hey, can we talk about Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a good idea.
2: We've uh, we've we've been doing this podcast for twenty minutes now. and I've only talked about this Jesus. the shortest pl- piece of plot in the whole sh- episode, but it was a very important piece of
1: plot. It was. It's true. It's, it's, it's gonna have weight. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, I don't think it's gonna it, come up again. If, I mean, if it doesn't, it feels like kind of a, a waste. But um, so <clears throat> we should definitely address the opening sequence, which is a really like trippy, weird. Uh, feels like a dream sequence, uh, because it turns out it is a dream sequence. Uh, but it stars our favorite president. Andrea. Second
0: favorite president. Thank you. Oops.
2: I my face. Someone's <laughs> about to get replaced.
1: <laughs> so they do this weird thing in this sequence where like, it's, it's a dream, but it, and, it, like, it takes place in, like, a, she's running through a forest, and there's some uh, marine guards there, and we see a Leoban uh, there, and he, like, kind of grabs her and, like, covers her mouth and, like, you know, I have something to tell you. Uh, and she wakes up. But, like, this dream sequence recurs throughout the uh, throughout the episode. She keeps seeing these imageries. And uh, as the episode plays out, the imagery from her dream plays out in reality. And no matter how many times I watch this show, uh that kind of stuff fucks with my head. Mm-hmm. I wonder like what the like what the time frame of this all is like it, like was she envisioning the future or like uh, just, you know the dream like She's dreaming about something that already happened, or has all of this happened before, and all of it will happen again. And apparently, we learn in this episode that that is uh, the opening verse of their uh, their holy scriptures and the the, you know, the religion that they have. We also learn another interesting factoid about the religion of the uh, you know the humans in this their their polytheism uh, is that it is actually referencing the Greek pantheon uh, because they mention I think it's Artemis and Athena mm-hmm. that he mentions. And so, like, there's there's our answer of who the 12 Lords of Kobol are,
2: which is well, really interesting. Well, two of them, anyway. At least two, yeah. But for all we know, we know, the rest are like Jeff, Steve, Frank, Tom. But speaking of Greek gods, uh, Andrea, before we started recording, you mentioned something uh, about how the Cylons on Caprica reminded you a bit of the Greek gods.
0: Yeah, so they just—it re- reminds me so much of the Greek gods coming down from Mount Olympus, and they're yeah. so obsessed with um, Boomer Sharon telling or Hilo telling Sharon that he loves her um, yeah. in in a way that is not just curiosity or like a fun experiment. There's something going on. I'm really
1: glad that that's uh, the direction your brain is going. Uh, we're not going to uh, confirm or add anything to that uh, suspicion yet. I want to see how you play that out. But I do like that you referenced uh, Leodama's call sign as being you know, another Greek god. There's a lot of references to the Greek pantheon, so it was really cool that in this episode we get that glimpse yep. into uh, like that actually being the pantheon they worship.
0: This is just a little thing. I mean, I know all the Greek gods were kind of um, related in some way, but Apollo's twin sister is Artemis. So, it's just uh, and then who would now? I'm just playing a, a sort Who's of matching who? game in my brain, yeah. and who would be? Yeah. So.
2: Well, I will say this is not the last we will hear of this in this show. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool, so, cool. I'm excited, uh, but I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away. But uh, yeah, yeah. But this, what were you gonna say? I was literally gonna say this is not the last we're gonna hear of this. <laughs> 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 um, that is what I was going to say, but uh, so yeah. So you referenced Boomer and and Hilo, and so the the their their little you know two and a half three seconds of, of screen time this episode. Um, <laughs> you know you've got uh, you've got Doral and and a six uh, chilling on a, on a swing set. Uh, you know down in the schoolyard, legit too. <laughs> six and Julio down in the schoolyard. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, you, oh man, you, you got them chilling, talking about uh, you know, talking about uh, how like six is starting to refer to uh, to that particular sort model of Sharon, and, he, and she's like, oh well, you know, she's she's one of them. I think of her as one of them. She acts like them. She is one of them. Whatever. Blah blah blah. You can tell that six doesn't really like her, kind of.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, there's a little bit of like mm, not a fan of you, but mm-hmm. but then Sharon comes running up and just like just comes walking out of the woods like, we had sex. Like, just boards <laughs> just it out. Like, no, hey, how are you? How's it going? Good no. to see you. Just, we had sex.
1: <laughs> I love how, like, seemingly in charge Six is, at least in, like, this smaller group. We mm-hmm. don't know yet where she fits into the larger Cylon hierarchy, if there is one. But whenever she's on screen, like, Tricia Helfer is called the shots.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. she's um, definitely the dominant personality uh, of all the Cylons we know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love that. By and,
2: far.
1: Uh, uh, so, Casey, I think you brought this up in a recent episode, and like, what is their their motivation for this experiment with Hilo? Uh, and it very much seems to be like a, a sociological thing of like trying to understand humans, what makes them human, and like, can they? Like, I don't know if it's you know, can they emulate that, or can they be that, or both? And so, like, it's it's really curious why, as Andrew said, they're so fixated on the concept of love, and why, like, <clears throat> it almost seems like they're the Doral and Six are like the the angel and devil on Sharon's shoulders, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he doesn't love you, we should kill him, and Six is like, nah, <laughs> he fucked you, he loves you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure which yeah, is which in it's... this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's. <sighs> Isn't there a moment earlier in the season, we are, I realize, past the halfway point of season one, which is exciting, but isn't there a moment early on in the season where Six tries to get um, uh, Baltar to tell her that he loves her?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See, there's, it's, it's a thing. Oh, man, I hope it's like a fucking She's All That or some teen rom-com where they all have a bet and whoever can get a human <laughs> to fall in love with them first.
2: You only twenty five space Exactly,
0: bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> freedom points. Um, oh my god,
2: Cylon freedom points. <laughs> but what like, is but the currency in this universe? Have we have we talked? Have determined that yet? Um, I almost want to say that
1: they refer to like some kind of generic sci fi sounding like qubits or credits <laughs> or something like that. I think yeah. you're
0: right. That does sound right.
1: Like, anyway. they definitely have cash, which is fun. I mean, that they're using it to, to bet with on the ship, but, like, that's got to feel empty after a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, why when Baltar pulls out the jacket and the smokes, like, yeah. that's
2: real deal betting. Like, he's yeah. going mm-hmm. high stakes. Like, I got real things. You can't get yeah. these anymore. Uh, so... So yeah, so Boomer comes back to Hilo. At, well, okay, so Six and uh, and Doral say like, oh, we're setting up a cabin with all the comforts and blah blah blah. And it's like basically the, their plan is like they want Sharon to convince him to like settle down, start a family, farm the land, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And goes back to Hilo and is like, we well, got to run faster and further than before. Um, and he's like, why? What's different? She goes, everything. Just trust me. And he's like, okay, I do. I, and then they leave. Yeah. Sucker. And, th- and that's the end of their four minutes on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I personally
1: was left wondering, like, is she doing that because, like, she disagrees with the other Cylon's plan and wants to help Hilo get away from it? Or is that her acting to lead him on to that point? To the cabin, uh, yeah. Because we do see that, like, this Sharon definitively knows that she's a Cylon, mm-hmm. even though Boomer on Galactica uh, doesn't yet.
2: I, my takeaway um, from this, and I will say that this is a little bit fair speculation because I don't actually remember how their storyline plays out because um, it's honestly not that interesting to me. Um, never has been in the past. It isn't this time around either. But uh, I think she's starting to have feelings for him, and doesn't want like doesn't want to to manipulate him or put him in danger. So I think she's like, okay, we got to get out of here. Like, I got to get you back to, to Galactica or whatever. Um, you know, I think that's kind of her motivation is like, you know, it's not fair what we're doing to you. I'm going to help you.
0: Yeah. I'm asking a question that I don't actually think is worth, you know, do, can Cylons develop feelings? I think obviously the answer is yes, but I wonder if that seems to be a question in somebody like, uh, Starbucks mind, at least. It's a question but, I mean, in a lot of
1: people's minds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely going to be an ongoing theme, I mean, because the humans see Cylons as nothing more than machines. I mean, the fact that they continue to use the slur toasters like tells you exactly how they picture Cylons, but the Cylons very obviously think of themselves as much closer to human.
2: So mm-hmm. is it software or is it real? And we will get into that in just a minute. But before that, we do have multiple Dorada's contacts. So we're going to uh, jump to a safe location. We will embed the jump coordinates in our uh, sponsor ad this week. So make sure you listen to that for those. And uh, yeah, when we get to the other side of the jump, we will talk about the uh, main plot of this episode, which is uh, Starbuck interrogating Leoben. So uh, stay tuned. You're
1: listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Nightshift Shift Radio is a modern media company, bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform.
2: We've, we've, I I haven't found a a non-awkward way to come back from the break yet. (laughs) We're halfway through season one and I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: Uh, We done jumped.
2: We've we've completed the jump. Are all the listeners accounted for? Yes. We're all here. Excellent.
1: And uh, we have a a new (gasps) uh, guest with us today. Penelope has decided to join me on the desk. Aw. In the CIC, if you will. Yes. She's... She, she wants to help us draw the uh, the maps and the, the damage reports and the whatnots.
0: He's allowed. Oh, oh look at you.
1: So, so He's got bad ears. You hear, whatever strange noises you hear from here on out, it's her.
2: <laughs> Is she just like chilling <laughs> on your desk? Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> she does
1: this sometimes. One trivial detail that has absolutely no bearing on the show whatsoever, but I demand to know at some <laughs> point. Mm-hmm is if the Sharon on Caprica right now is the same one that walked onto Ragnar Anchorage and said, don't worry, we'll find them in the uh, the miniseries. Oh. Like I said, it has no bearing on the show whatsoever. I just, I want to know. I don't think yeah. we'll ever
2: know. Huh.
1: We, I don't I don't think we will ever either, but I want to.
2: I will say we don't have any reason to think that it's not. It's true. Um,
1: but getting to the real heart of this episode, Asylon has been... Uh, discovered amongst the fleet on the uh, this time it was the Geminon Traveler. So I I just want to believe that it's canon that there is a a traveler uh, for each of the colonies uh, somewhere in the mm. fleet. So there there are twelve travelers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was that like a a special like intra-colony shuttle designation <laughs> uh, or something? I don't I don't know. I I want to know more about the oh. uh, the, the world. Uh, of of pre-cylon invasion. Uh but a alien- well, boy do I have good
2: news for you because there's a whole show about that.
1: <laughs> you know it's not as much as you would think though. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean they don't call it Caprica because it's about the other colonies. Oh my probably right in front of the <laughs> microphone
2: now. <laughs> interference. Interference what? on the CIC. One of His you should angel. probably talk. Okay, I'll talk. Uh <laughs> So it's the uh, the episode uh, after uh, Laura's little fever dream there. Uh, we see her in her little quarters uh, kind of trying to get her shit together, not feeling so great. Um, you know, you can tell she's really feeling the effects of, of the medication she's on. And uh, Billy comes to her door and knocks because uh, Billy always knocks. Doesn't just barge <laughs> in because he's Billy. He's, he's respectful. He's polite. He's a, he's a, polite he's a good someone. He's a good boy. <laughs> He's a good Cylon boy. Uh, and uh, he uh, uh, he says, you know, you've got an urgent call from the Gemini Traveler. And she's like, tell them I'll call them back. And he's like, they found a Cylon on board. And she's like, okay, I'll take the call. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, it's important to point out that um, Starbuck, well, not Starbuck, uh, but Adama and, and Roslyn are talking and his, you know, his, uh you know, first instinct is just throw it out the fucking airlock. Like, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Don't even talk to it. Just set it on fire. Bury it in the sand. Like, what just get rid of it. And Laura's like, no, no, no. I want it interrogated. Um, well, and Adama
1: know. has the most experience with interacting with this particular model, and like mm-hmm. he knows, like, you know, he's like, he'll, he'll fill your mind with double talk. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I also love the the line, I don't, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but it's something like, it's not even that he lies, it's that he mixes lies with the truth, and so you don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that that's a, a really great uh, description of this character. Like, this model is like, like he dances around the truth, and like, he will tell you what he thinks you want to hear to
2: get to whatever his goal is. Absolutely. He's fascinating. So, uh, so he, uh, so, so Laura says, you know, well, you know, send someone who won't be easily manipulated or confused or whatever. And so he picks Starbucks, of course. And uh, Starbucks
1: got, got no baggage whatsoever. No, not at all. <laughs> uh,
2: but I love, I love this little exchange they have where she's, uh, she's in a a, a, a deck crew suit. First of all, which is, I think we never see her in that again. Like this is the only time. And that's kind of a cool, yeah, little thing. Because she's she's uh you know plugging away at this raider that she captured. Well, and she's
0: injured, so it's like when they put the cop behind the desk. You know, she's on like paperwork duty right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. Sure.
1: Uh-huh. She was six months from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting too old for this shit.
2: That no, that would be that would be uh, <laughs> Commander Adala. He was yeah. he was like right around ready for retirement. Hey, we uh, didn't I mean, see Ty at the- all
0: this week. Yeah, we did. did.
2: We? He was on the phone for a minute. Okay. Um, and so you accepted that so readily.
0: <laughs> I have a terrible memory. I watched it the second time right
2: before we got on the call, and I don't remember him, but I believe him. Yeah, you. he's he's there. He's there. Uh, so they um. Yeah, so, so Adama goes to Starbuck and, and says, hey, I'm sending you to interrogate this guy, but, like, you know, be careful. He's, you know, he'll fill your mind with double talk. He'll mix truth with lies, all the things you just said, Caleb. Uh, and then he says something effective, like, don't let him get in your head. And Starbuck kind of grins and says, mom said there was never anything in there anyway. And Adama's just, like, stone faced staring at her, and she's like, okay, not the time for jokes. <laughs> Uh, but they send her over and she hobbles in with her cane and sits down at the table. Uh, well, no, before that, she, before that, she's standing outside the room that they have him chained up in and is talking to one of the, the Marine guards. And she's like, she points out that he's sweating. Or Even before
0: sweating. that, yeah, he says something about them being all filled up with wires. And she says, mm-hmm. uh, Nah, you cut him open, there's blood, guts, the whole thing. And then she yeah. says, It's sweating. Yeah. And she's interested by that.
2: Yeah. And uh, they're just like, wow, they sure go to a whole lot of trouble to, uh, you know, to, to mimic humans or whatever. And then this is a very nitpicky thing, but it bothers me. So I'm going to talk about it at great length. Or just for a second, really. Excellent. <laughs> when they enter the room, Right you've got starbuck and the one Marine guard on the outside. So
0: help and- me God, if this is about architecture on, <laughs> it's not, it's not about okay. spaceship
2: architecture for once okay. for once. Although that room is much bigger than it needs to be, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to let that go because uh-huh. what happens is, uh, you know, the door, the door can only be opened from one side because you don't want the prisoner escaping except that, the outside people knock on the door and then the guard inside the room opens it. And usually you have to do it the other way where the people outside have to open the door so that if the prisoner gets out of their chains, they can't open the door. Um. So it seems very weird to me that, you know, a a very well-trained military, um, you know, would would do it like that. I think that was probably just a, a little slip up in continuity. But, uh there- there's a
1: door on the other side of the room, though, so maybe the assumption is each one of those doors is only one way?
2: Maybe.
0: Ah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's guards probably... guards come in
2: from the outside and the other, other door. Yeah. I guess it's also probably fair to say that the Geminon Traveler probably isn't a military ship and doesn't have a brig. Yeah. So they're probably just using whatever, like, makeshift area they have. Like, that's probably the laundry room. It's a conference room. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Room, to,
1: to where they have their media, uh, their meetings, and their video calls.
0: <laughs> Can everybody see me?
1: <laughs> Take him to the laundry brig. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it smell like fabric softener?
2: a <laughs> reference <laughs> continues. Uh, so yeah, so they 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 go. Uh, she goes in. She sits down. He's got his very face, Silence
0: of the Lambs. There, you know,
2: his face down on the table, and slowly, you know, picks his head up. And she goes, "You sleeping?" And he goes, "No, praying." Praying.
1: I love huh. that line. I, I don't think the gods answer the prayers of toasters. <laughs> it says, God hears everyone's prayers. Uh, and, like, Starbucks just like, just kind of lets that roll off, doesn't engage in, like, trying to dig into his theology, just starts writing on the questioning you know how many cylons are in the in their fleet uh and he tries to like oh I'm sorry we haven't been introduced I'm the Oban how many cylons are there in the fleet <laughs> I have no idea what's your name like he's like just kind of starts right in on like trying to chisel away at uh her uh like her strength and her like you know tough demeanor to like get into her head and he's trying to find the right thing to do it. And it's when, like, you know, he refuses to answer, like, her questions. And he says, you know, just my mission was sabotaged. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. And she gets up to leave, and he's like, you're Lieutenant Starbuck, aren't you? And she's like,
2: what? (laughs) (laughs) Stops her dead in her tracks. It really does. Um,
1: And he's like, you are. I knew it. Uh, I was right. I was right. I saw it. I've seen it. And this is, like, him starting to sow those seeds of, like, there's a connection between us. Like I've seen this, and then uses that line. All of this has happened before, and all will happen again. And she's like, "How dare you quote scripture?" I'm like mm-hmm. mm. I'm very <laughs> angry about that. Uh, which I don't know. Starbucks not particularly religious. She she prays when they, uh you know when the, the situation warrants, but I feel like she's not a, a particularly devout follower of the gods. Right. Well, well uh, as they say, there's no atheists in foxholes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Uh, but then uh, Leoben gives up that his uh, supposed sabotage was a warhead planted on one of the ships, set to go off at eighteen thirty hours. It's so It's another this countdown. Like, yeah, yeah, countdown to disaster. Uh, and uh, I feel like Starbuck doubts him right from the get-go. Like, doesn't even believe that there is a warhead. But of course, like they have to take the threat seriously, and so that begins a fleet-wide search of, you know, like looking for, you know, radiological devices. Uh, and also Adama tells Ty to like have the fleet go to a, a, you know, a safe distance from each other. So if there is a nuke, it, you know, uh, diminishes the uh, the the damage that can be done. Uh, but we start to see like maybe this is all part of a plan.
2: A plan to maybe spread all the fleet out so that they're yeah. defenseless.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Starbucks just kind of keeps going in and like starts kind of ramping up the interrogation uh, to the point where we we can legitimately say she's torturing him. You know, they, they they dunk him in a bucket of water, they beat the shit out of him, and she starts really like drilling in hard on the Cylons' philosophy and identity. of Penelope's being very squirmy <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, of of being as human as they can be she's like, you know, basically like you understand here, like we're going to make you hurt. And if you're a machine, then you probably have the ability to turn that off. Uh, and if you do, then you're not human. And like, we've beaten you. And if you don't, then you're like, you're going to hurt. And you're going to understand what it feels like to be human. Uh, which is an interesting approach. <laughs> I don't ne- I don't necessarily agree but it makes sense in the context.
0: Uh, well, it does, but also this is where I really started to um I don't know. I'm just going to tell you what I was thinking when she said that and then and then we can I don't know cuz I'm still this is something I'm really wrestling with. If we set aside um my one theory of them being the 12 lords of Kobol um and if we're going with the idea that these are, like, uh, upgraded versions of the original Cylons, um, they've become sort of more, almost more human. Because thinking of the things that are supposed to separate us from other animals and from machines, it's things like the free will and or the illusion of and something mm-hmm. that. Um, that Leoben has that Starbuck doesn't is to choose whether or not to feel pain like she mm-hmm. says what makes us human is that we don't have a choice and what we so often hold up is that humans can make choices that they don't just act on instinct right and I know it's a little different but it is it is a place where Cylons do have the option to you know make a choice about something like this um, and then the other thing is the idea of a soul and hmm Cylons die, and some part of them that is not tangible in any way we know gets sent back to where they came from. Um, and Leoben tells us that God created the Cylons, so by that logic, like in theory, they would go back to God. That's what he says at the end, too, that he's afraid he's not going to make it back. Um, and he gets put into another body, so it's a kind of reincarnation. Um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. So Cylons have something like a soul. They have um proof of their faith in some way, right? Um and and free will in a way that we don't. So it's it's I think that or I wonder if Starbucks clinging to he's just a machine despite the fact that by every definition they are human and if not more so. Um and i wonder if she recognizes that and it scares her so she can't um she can't give any ground on that on that belief that they're just toasters
1: yeah i, I think that there's definitely some some conflict in the minds of the humans that are interacting with them the more they try to cling to the idea of like oh you're nothing but machines when like the evidence of their senses is saying otherwise uh like the the idea of having your your most you know, bitter enemy humanized right in front of you uh, is it's got to be difficult um, and that that conversation they talked about with like you know in re- like referring to like my soul going back to God there's a moment where Starbuck in her in like her own brilliance realizes like the only reason you're talking to us at all instead of just like offing yourself and traveling you know happily back into a new body is you're afraid you won't make it. You like we've gone a little bit too far from home, and he's you know, out, Wi-Fi he's out <laughs> of Wi-Fi range. He's out <laughs> of Wi-Fi range. He's got no bars, uh, and he, he like she kind of hits the the nail on the head here with, you know, like he might genuinely be afraid that if he dies in this body, like that's it for this this copy of Leoben. Like is no more. Like there, uh-huh. there's no second chance. There's no reincarnation. Uh, and I think that that's a really interesting idea because we don't know what the limitations of that technology really are. Uh, We only know from Leoben's admission and Six saying it in passing that they do download into a new body. Like, that's all we know.
0: It says a lot about, or it raises many questions about, like, identity and personhood, that he is afraid to lose whatever idea of you know this leoben is um then he's connected to that mm-hmm. in a way that i think that. they don't they, the humans don't expect is my guess
2: also it's it, speaking of like identity um and personhood you know there's a lot of um you know dehumanizing language mm-hmm. that especially um starbuck and adama uh both uh, Papa and little Baradama, um, <clears throat> they both use where, um, you know, if someone refers to Leoben as he, they kind of correct and say it's it's not a he, it's an it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's very oof. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's very dehumanizing, which, I mean, I get, I know that's the point they're trying to say, like, this is not a human. Um, but, uh, you know, I can, I can see how that would be a very, like, alienating thing. To be mm-hmm. referred to as it and, and, and a thing, especially when you're trying so hard to be yeah. a person.
0: Well, and it's interesting as a viewer, you can't help but then um, start to like uh, empathize a little more with the Cylons, um, and mm-hmm. so I, I have to wonder if that's intentional. I I don't wonder. I'm I'm sure that that's intentional on the writer's part. They want us to struggle with that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're it's definitely not. A cut and dried space adventure where mm-hmm. there's very clear good guys and bad guys, and the you know we know the good guys are going to make it out of this. We don't know who the quote good guys are uh, or if there are any. And I would venture to say, from what I've seen so far, uh, there might not actually be any true like heroes or villains in this show. Uh, it's a lot about perspective.
2: Yeah, and and much like you know life here on earth in our society you know it's it's not good it's not good and evil or you know good and bad it's just everyone's got a different perspective mm-hmm and it's uh, way more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, some I, of I those saw, perspectives are just bad, though. So, yeah, I want to be very clear. <laughs> so, some of them, are bad, but like... But I know you what you know, mean. Nobody so, thinks that they're the bad guy. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, no one, no one goes like, yeah, you know what? We're the bad guys. We're going to yeah. be the bad guys. You <laughs> right. know, everyone thinks that they're the good guys. And are we so, the baddies? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I think this is very... You know, obviously the Cylons, you know, believe that they have... Uh, that what they're doing is is a righteous and you know good thing because they're they're you know ridding the universe of humanity that that you know did so many terrible things. and of course humanity's like, yo, we left you alone for forty years. why like, <laughs> please don't kill us. What the hell? (laughs) So like you can see, but you can see where both sides are like, obviously we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. And you can see it from both ways for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: That plays out perfectly in a a brief exchange between Starbuck and the Oven, where the Oven uh, tries to say, you know, uh, I know that, um, they you know, they they talk about love, and she's like, do you even know what that means? He says, I know that God loved you more than all other living creatures, and you repaid his divine love with sin, with hate, with corruption, evil, so then he decided to create the Cylons. And she replies, you know, the gods had nothing to do with it. We created you, us. It was a stupid, fracked-up decision, and we have paid for it. You slaughtered my entire civilization. That is sin. That is evil, and you are evil. And like they're speaking very much in absolutes here, but mm-hmm. like it's like we see like in the like the cleanest way you can possibly break down the human and Cylon perspectives here. The, the Cylons mm-hmm. believe that they're they have the moral high ground that humanity is, was corrupted and evil, and they're just cleansing that. And the humans are like, "What the fuck? You killed us all!" Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, fair. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you can't argue with that. I think my favorite thing uh, about this episode is when Laura Roslin shows up. Yes. Uh, cause you know, Starbuck is basically, you know, drowning this man in a bucket and, uh, Laura Roslin's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> what is this? You know, we you don't know. have
0: unlimited water.
2: Yeah. Like we've established sure. already that that's like a valuable resource. Um, <laughs> But you know, Starbuck even says, like, it's a machine, so there's no limit to the tactics that I can use. Uh. And and uh, and Rosalind's like, so what have you what do you know? And Starbucks like, nothing. Learn <laughs> <laughs> nothing. She, she even says, like, you spent the last
1: eight hours torturing this man, this machine, whatever it is, and you don't have a single piece of information to show for it. Like Rosalind doesn't pull punches at all. Like she and gets right to the core of it. She has
2: had it. She woke up not feeling great today, and this is not what she wanted to deal with. And she is not putting up with any <laughs> shit today. Mm-hmm. But but then I I love it because she confronts Leoben herself, and you know has the guards take the handcuffs off and uh, says, you know I will you know, guarantee your freedom and your safety, uh, you know let you escape whatever if you just tell us where the bomb is. Mm-hmm. And. You know, you think that that, that she's being genuine because like that's, you know, she is kind of a softy and she's not a, a real hard, uh, you know, negotiator or like 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 you don't see this coming. But uh, essentially he tells her there's no bomb and she's like, cool, throw his ass out the airlock. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like that heel turn because like you just don't see it coming. And Starbucks is like you, you can't do
1: that. Now that I've already told you the truth, and she's like, I can and I will. Look yeah. at me. You lost perspective, which is not the first time someone's been uh, accused of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, someone's always calling out someone else for uh, losing perspective. <laughs> so during the time I've allowed you to allowed him to remain alive and captive on this ship, he's caused our entire fleet to spread out, defenseless. He puts insidious ideas in our minds, more lethal than any warhead he creates fear but you're right he is a machine and you don't keep a deadly machine around when it kills your people and threatens your future you get yep. rid of it mm-hmm. and she's like all practicality just like nope like we know exactly what to do here
2: and what i love here too is that like it's a complete 180 because you know in the beginning of the episode she was like no you know she's calling him him and it's like no mm-hmm. i want him to be interrogated i want to learn know what he has to say and starbucks like he's a machine i can torture him blah 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 and there's just they both just switch viewpoints yeah. like that, and it's very interesting. Um, but
1: right before Roslyn, uh mm-hmm. makes this order and has him executed, uh, Leopin drops a bit of a bombshell accusation.
2: Oh, boy, does he. About
1: mm-hmm. our favorite commander, or, well, I guess we assume that it's the commander. He just says, Adama is a Cylon. And we don't know which Adama.
0: I gasped. That was...
2: And Andrea, you know, the thing about Leoban is it's not just that he lies, that would be too easy. (laughs) It's that he mixes mixes lies with the truth.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And of course, like, what left me wondering there is, you know, had Roslyn already decided, like, they got what they needed out of him and they're going to kill him? uh, Or was it a split second decision she makes right then and there? Like, if he's going to tell me this, then he'll tell other people and that will. Like that'll spread oh, and that's shit. that's dangerous. Yeah. Like, is that the moment that. she says that he's too dangerous to keep around? Because you see, like, you because know, he reaches out and like grabs her real quick into like a, a hug as soon as they take the cuffs off, and you know he's just being the open. He just wants love, uh, <laughs> and you know the, the marines are going to take him out right there. They're like, nope, nope, and you know we get again little snippets of like her dream sequence playing out in real life, uh, so and. Cool. Like, her, like, him making that accusation and her saying, like, nope, throw him out. And Starbuck is wrestling with that. Like, she's, like, he's definitely gotten in her head. Mm-hmm. And um, that feels like, it feels like a setup. I mean, the way that he talked to her in this episode about, like, you know, something about, like, you know, maybe in, like, in the, in the past, like, I was your jailer and like... <laughs> Like there's a weird sequence there. Like, what the fuck is that about? Mm-hmm. And like, we we know that like he at least claims has the abil- that he has the ability to see the future. Like, like how deep in Starbucks head is he?
0: Tell Extremely. me, Clarice, are the lambs <laughs> still screaming? It's he's just he's in. Yeah, yeah. he's in there.
1: And uh, who's it? uh Like Callum, Keith, Rennie uh, is just so good it's so creepy in this role (laughs) i
0: um i looked him up because in my head he was um um i this is not a joke this is not to reopen the lost corner for a second time today but he reminded me so much of um the actor who plays jacob on lost um and there's so much ambiguity on that show, and there are so many characters who say one thing and mean another that I just, like, I, I had to double-check that it wasn't him, and it's not. Um,
1: you, of course, are, are not allowed to, uh, to do any of these research, but I, I've done a little poking around, and there are people who have written uh, articles about the, the corollaries between Lost and Battlestar Galactica. Yes, so yes! One of these Boom. days, your, your faith will be rewarded when yes. you're able to actually read those. In, like,
2: two years when we finish the series, you're going to get to look at all of this stuff. Oh, no.
0: I have 12 different papers in my head that people, I'm sure, have already written
2: and I can't even check. So, bummer. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that. Can I just say I I appreciate uh, and, and admire the restraint. Yeah. That you are showing taking this a week at a time. Well,
0: and especially for someone who has poor impulse control, the fact that when it rolls into the next episode that I have not just let it do that is, I, I'm, yeah, you should be, I am proud of myself.
2: Or, have you already binged the entire show (laughs) and now you're just playing along?
0: (laughs) oh God. (laughs) You know me well enough to know I'd never be able to fake that.
2: No, you'd you'd be texting me right away, like, "Oh my god, this just happened." I'd be like, "Wait, why are you watching? Why are you in season three? What's happening?" I don't
0: know what you're talking about. Who? Gotta go.
2: So speaking of gotta go, (laughs) uh, we do gotta go. But before we do, uh, there is uh, a little scene between uh, mom and dad in the spaceship. Rosalind has one of my favorite lines that she ever says,
1: which I disagree with, but.
2: Yeah, I do too, but it's great because uh, I forget even what what uh, Adama's question was, but her, her response is, well, all, you have the script up. Caleb, you tell us.
1: <laughs> How did you know? Um, <laughs> he says, hell of a risk you took today. And she just says, something I had to do. Care to tell me why? And then, of course, um, your your favorite line, President Adar once said that the interesting thing about being a president is that you don't have to explain yourself to anyone, which is just like... Objectively false uh, yeah. <laughs> and and a dangerous notion, but mm-hmm. a, a badass Rosalind moment. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Adama kind of likes it. He's like, ah, you.
1: Like, uh, like she's like, kind of like lost in thought as he's eating and he asks, you know, is something wrong? And she just says, no, nothing at all. And like, you know, that like this got in her head too, because like, why was she dreaming about this encounter? And like, why did what, what she dreamed come true in. The, uh, the closest to literal fashion that it could without, like, an actual forest on board one of these
0: mm-hmm. ships,
1: which, like,
2: Kitsy would have a
1: fucking field day with.
2: <laughs> oh, when we get to the ship that has a forest in it, you just better set aside a good 20 minutes for that one.
0: That's for our Animorphs podcast, the dome ship.
1: <laughs> there's a, uh, I mean, there's the ship in, in Doctor Who that has, like, a jungle with, like, yeah. dinosaurs.
2: Oh, God. I forgot about that that's, one. That's the podcast we're going to start when this one's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That is that is like decades worth of content mm-hmm. there. <laughs> There's already a lot of Doctor Who podcasts. I don't think we need to make another one. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, Andrea, I know you've, you've kind of delved into a little bit of your theories throughout the episode, but uh, any new takeaways...
0: Yeah, this was a hard episode not to, because it, I mean, the whole episode just opened so much up. Um, just a second. I am so torn because I love the idea of um, the Cylons being not exactly what we what we think. And they tell us that, that we're more than, this is not all that we are. Um, mm-hmm. is something that uh, Leobin says.
2: They're um, uh, more than meets the eye. <laughs> oh,
0: <boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-ba-> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Um, Thank you, Caleb.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, now I, now I want the fan fiction where like Six just like morphs into a Centurion. It's like all Transformers <laughs> style.
0: Oh snap! Oh, that
2: would be fucking wild. Like the, like the, the could you imagine if the humans, Cylons, could just, boop, turn into uh, Centurions, just like? Um,
0: I'm oh, imagining it, it right now. Where would it all go? So I think of like a, the,
2: the
1: the Michael Bay style uh, Transformers, where like every piece like fits like just so, and that's like exactly what I'm
2: thinking. Yeah, it would be so creepy. But meat <laughs>
0: ship, it would be like a meat ship, maybe all the meat goes meat. inside <laughs> you don't know you're right i don't nope um that's what I... so that's my 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 theory <laughs> is that all the meat goes inside um
2: you're I, never going to get over the meat ship episode are you
0: i i cannot believe the meat ship i i cannot believe that that's not all this podcast is is us talking about the meat ship from now on it is that is it, like truly fascinating, and it says it is to be to be like uh, to be something. Um, it does kind of throw me for a loop because it is a sort of hybrid in a way that the Cylon models that walk around are not. They that's the closest thing we have to like a missing link, almost mm-hmm. between full-on metal Cylon and meat Cylon. Um, it does make
2: me wonder if this the Centurions, because the Centurions the Silence have now, are upgraded and evolved versions from the ones that were on, you know, Caprica and the other colonies 40 years ago. So it makes me wonder if they're also, like, me? or organic hybrid. Like, is, is there, there meat, meat in
0: there? In- <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to yell uh, over you. Again, poor impulse control. Um
2: no, that's exactly the reaction I was going for.
0: Oh no! What if you cut them open and there's meat? They don't. I mean,
1: when Hilo shoots a couple up on Caprica, they don't bleed. Oh, And like that the, we the, see. That we see. I mean, there's the one that he like gets like to step on like a a landmine or something like that and like blows it up. It's. It's just robot parts.
0: It should just be all... okay. Yeah. But you know what, though? They've but been they blowing up. But they could all be up.
1: self-contained, like, chunks of meat. Uh, well, all, and the, all their own individual armor. Individually each.
2: wrapped chunks of meat. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Oh. Well, but think about it. They've been hitting Cylon Raiders, and it's not like... Now I'm picturing Jurassic Park when the goat just... It's just like... <laughs> The Where's goat. the
2: goat? <laughs> that's true. When the Raiders blow up, there's not like a, you know, it's, it's not, not like in Tremors meat. where they've got to scrape all the, the blown up meat bits off was, of the side of the spaceship. See you're right.
0: That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> I thought I was picturing the goat, but it's when what's his face with the umbrella in the
2: and Tremors is that 2. the third two. one? Is
0: that 2? Oh, my God. Grady so, Hoover
2: with oh the umbrella. <laughs> Don't forget to get that antenna.
0: <laughs> can we do? what? <laughs> For the Patreon, can we um, do a, a Tremors rewatch?
2: Only Free if part? we do all of the movies.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: Oh God, there's so many of them there's now. There's eight of them now, and we're going to do all of them. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah.
0: All eight. Great. Good, great. Can't wait. Oh my um, God.
2: We have to do them all in one weekend.
0: Just a 24-hour oh, yeah. for charity. <laughs> yeah. Watch-a-thon.
2: Yeah. Great. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we'll, we'll do it like riff tracks. Like we'll just record live as like, it'll be a watch along. It won't even be yeah. a, a, like a recap. That's
1: oh great. My so, uh, like when it's safe to travel again, get the entire night shift radio crew together in one room <gasps> and just record us watching.
0: <laughs> the Yes. Movie. That's yes. So yes. fun. I would love I that. I would hate it, I, but I would love it.
2: This definitely needs to be a group effort. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree. The whole, the whole crew.
0: Funny
1: all right so. so with all that uh said uh i think that that's a, that's another episode it's uh, like an we episode we did it we did it y'all we did uh so once again, if you've uh, if you've enjoyed this journey with us and you have not yet subscribed, go ahead and click that subscribe button in your uh, pod service of choice. That way, every week there's a new uh, episode in your pod box, and you can keep up with us. Uh, and if you're not yet uh, watching along, uh, I don't know how you restrain yourself, but you can uh, of course check it out on uh, NBC Peacock, which just uh, just launched. They have a, a free tier and. Hopefully
0: this show is on that. I actually haven't double checked
1: myself. It is, because yeah. Okay, good. It, that's good. how I've
0: been watching it. But it's there are like twelve different ways to get the premium account. Like if you have, um, yeah. and it's also there's only one ad um, on the free uh, Look at that. version. That's yeah, nice. it's, it's yeah. I know we're not being paid by them, but if they want to pay us, they're welcome too. But it actually is hey. a, a. It's been yeah, it's been. Um, it, I derailed myself. Uh, it's reflex. I hate myself. Peacock's <laughs> great.
1: Yay. This uh, this episode is not sponsored by NBC <laughs> or Peacock, but it could be. Get at us. Uh, <laughs> hey, Mr. Course- NBC, give us a call. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Peacock. Uh-huh.
1: Joe Peacock, uh, I, I would believe that that's actually a name uh, mm-hmm. at that network. Uh, and of course, if you uh, if you've enjoyed this journey and uh, haven't checked out any of the other shows on the Nightshift Radio Network, uh, you can check us out at nightshiftradio.com/shows and, uh, and enjoy all the other amazing and exciting, thrilling content that we have for you. It's uh, real good. But with all that said. We're going to jump away to our next rendezvous point, and we'll see you there next week.
0: So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back.
2: Start your prep. Set condition one is a night shift radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.